Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And today is a great day. Um, for, for some reason, I'm feeling really positive, um, which is always a good thing. Um, but uh, who knows what's going to come out of my mouth? Um, I have... I don't, I don't have any of the segments planned, so this is really all off the cuff. <laughs> don't tell Will. I will get in so much trouble. <laughs> all right, so let's get ourselves started. Um, for 90s kids, this is going to be a blast from the past. Um. But does anyone else remember when Tupac Shakur and Madonna were a thing? They actually dated. Um, and honestly, I'm still trying to figure out how this worked. Um, and to be, if I'm really being honest, I really want to see a musical based on this. So the setup for my understanding was something out of a really bad rom-com. Basically, uh, they were at the same party. Madonna wrote a note to Tupac and gave it to his brother to give to him. His brother gave him the note. Tupac responded affirmatively. And they had some sort of relationship. Um, No one has ever said... If it was physical or whatnot, here's um, what um, his brother, um, Ma Prem Shakur, said about um, Chupac's relationship with Madonna. She gave me a note to give to him. He said, I didn't read it. I was just happy she was giving him a note. Everybody was there. I went over and gave it to him. He was about the business, and then they linked up. I would take him to her house and shit when we got back to L.A. Yeah, they were a thing for a minute. And Tupac actually described the relationship as off the chain, but also said that the pair was, quote-unquote, too much. Um, Prem said they were kicking it. I don't think it was super serious. Gonna get married or some shit. You know how those entertainment relationships go. But they respected each other, so it ended cool. He never talked shit about her, not to me. And she never talked shit about him. And Madonna actually talked about the relationship, um... Back a couple of years ago, she told Howard Stern, Once I was mad at Letterman when I said the F word a lot, but the rest of the time was good. I was in a weird mood that day. I was dating I was dating Tupac Shakur at the time, and he had got me all riled up about life in general. So when I went on the show, I was feeling very gangster. Um, so, you know... This... <coughs> Sorry. 
Wouldn't be an episode without me sneezing or coughing, though. Um. So again, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how this all worked. Um, but. The reason why we're talking about it now is because. Again, it, it revolves around a note. Two Action Core actually wrote a note to Minato breaking up with her. And a site called Gotta Have It put it up for auction in 2017. And Minato was like, no, that belongs to me. Um, they also had some silk panties and a brush full of her hair. Um, and the judge initially said, no, sorry, you're outside of the statute of limitations. Um, because apparently they got it in 2007 and um, she didn't do anything until 2018. Well, then she appealed it again and this week the court said, yeah, no, um, what we're going to uphold the previous ruling. Now Madonna can always appeal again. Um... But it's not likely she's going to find legal success with this at all. Um, But I'm wondering how much success we can find with writing a play about her life. Or maybe not even about her life, just about this relationship. Because I I swear to you, I'm really totally intrigued by it. I'm also intrigued by the idea of me taking a break and coming right back. And I'm back. And the Bella Thorne... Mod's son breakup. It is really heating up to be this week's big story. So, this is not a typical breakup. Um, it, at least as far as I can see. It appears as though uh, Bella Thorne has moved on with singer Benja- Benjamin Moscolo, who sounds like a soap villain. Uh, and y'all know why. Um, I, there was, I think there was someone on Days of Our Lives with the last name Moscolo or something. Or maybe the actor's last name was Moscolo. In any case. Um, um, Madsen and Bella Thorne broke up the first, week of, the first weekend of Coachella. Allegedly because she was cheating on him in a very public way. And then Bella went to go get some of her stuff, and Madsen called the police on her. Bella wants her computer and stuff back because she's worried he's going to sell it on eBay, which was, um, that fear was fueled even more when he threatened to sell it on eBay. (laughs) Um, uh, Allegedly, she has new pictures and videos on there, and she doesn't want to get, she doesn't want those to get out without her consent, which is actually very understandable. So, but it also seems like she, she and her, and and Benjamin are not even trying to hide um, their very public romance. Now, I'm not saying that they're moving at the speed of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, but, um, Benjamin posted a very sexual picture of him with his tongue out and nearly in her mouth 
and his arms around her, right near her breasts. And, you know, she's looking at him adoringly. Now, there's nothing wrong with that picture per se. You know, two young people having fun. I think we all get that. But the fact that she's engaged in such a bitter feud with her ex-boyfriend... Um, and the breakup is still fairly fresh does make one pause you know there's a meme that goes around Facebook at least two two or three times a year Um, it fills my timeline Um, and it says you're on your you know you say he's the love of your life or he's your whole world Um, you must have a whole fucking solar system at this point And that's kind of what it seems like with Bella. Like, I get you don't always know who you're going to fall in love with or why or when. But at some point, you really do need to take a step back and say, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be fucking everybody. Maybe I shouldn't. um, Maybe I should take some time for just me. Now, I know that seems to be counterintuitive. Mostly because it is. But I think there's also something to be said for allowing yourself to heal. Uh, I I don't know how long she and Maud's son were together, but it seems by all accounts that they were together for for a while. So Benjamin could just be a rebound guy. Um, but I don't know. Here's the other thing. Um, I was comparing pictures of Maud's son and Benjamin Moscolo. And I'm not convinced that they're not the same person. They have very similar careers. Maud's son is, of course, a rapper. Benjamin Moscolo is a singer. Um, which all you have to do um, to change that is sing instead of rap. Um, they both have blonde, bleach blonde hair. Um, they're both skinny white boys with their bodies tattooed to the nth degree. So maybe this whole Mod Sun Bella Thorne breakup is not even real and they're just playing us. <laughs> um, But in any case, I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. You know, one time Brittany pruned that if you want a Bugatti, you better work, bitch. Well, Tracy Morgan actually did work and and he did buy himself a Bugatti. A $2 million Cognac um, colored Bugatti. And... He was, I mean, rightfully, he was proud of it. It was his baby. He pulled it off the lot and was driving in Manhattan. And a lady in a Honda hit him. And he flipped a nut. Um, There's video. If you just look up Tracy Morgan car accident, I'm sure you'll find the video. It's on page six. Um... He can be heard just screaming at the woman who hit him. Bitch, get out the car. 
And then as he climbs out of his car, um, he tells a passerby that he just bought it. And, okay. I mean, first of all, it's a fucking Bugatti. Anyone's going to be upset with that being destroyed. Let's be real here. I mean, if we're being real, if we're being honest, we know why he's upset. And in fact, we probably all agree with him. So, but at the same time, and, you know, I also wonder, um, along with being upset because his car was $2 million and just got hit right after he pulled off the lot with it, I also wonder if it brought up bad memories of when he was in that car accident um, that almost took his life. Um, He, I believe, a Walmart truck hit him, and he ended up suing the trucking company um, for negligence. And they settled out of court, I believe. But, uh, you know, a car accident like that is not something something you forget, especially when it, it's one that almost cost you your life, almost de- derailed a career. Uh, for a very long time, people didn't think he was going to walk again. Um, he had to pull out of... Some comedy, um, he was supposed to be going on a comedy tour. He had to pull out of that because he was in the hospital. Um, he was supposed to be in a movie that he had to pull out of again because he couldn't move. Um, so I'm wondering if there weren't just a bunch of emotions that played in his mind um, when this accident happened. Now... I mean, obviously, accidents happen all the time. And here in Manhattan, they happen a lot more because people don't know how to fucking drive. Um, one time, before I moved here, I came here with, my, with Dave. And we were getting ready to leave. And if anyone has ever driven in Columbus Circle, you know it's kind of like a little roundabout. And it was just a pain in the fucking ass to get around. Eventually we did, and we um, we actually, there was a cop directing traffic, and Dave actually just kind of went forward. Um, and the cop didn't stop him, so there's that. But... If it hadn't been for Dave's driving skills, we probably would have been in an accident, too. Um, You know, since I've lived here, I've watched a lot of accidents. Uh, And that's why I I stick to the subways that, and apparently going 19 and 25 is frowned upon. Um, But back to Tracy Morgan, I think he just needs to really chill out a little bit. And... I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, yes, I mean, a $2 million Bugatti is a big investment. And yes, anyone has a right to be pissed if it gets hit. But I think the bigger thing 
that everyone is missing is he's all right. And that's what he needs to be thankful for, that nobody was hurt. Um, the woman who hit him was not charged with anything, uh, which maybe pisses him off a little bit too. But, um, you know, really, he needs to watch his temper. I, I get being upset and frustrated. Um, but bitch, get out the car kind of sounds like a threat. Maybe that's just me. And maybe I need to go and take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, the Madonna, um, the Madonna segment actually really inspired me. Um, I want to look more into her relationship with Tupac Shakur. Perhaps do a book, um, a nonfiction book about it. But more than that, I really think that a story like that is made for the stage. Um, you know, it'd be really cool, although I doubt it, I, I doubt this would happen, but it'd be really cool if we could get um, licensing agreements from Madonna and Tupac Shakur to use some of their songs in the in a musical. Because their songs are so different. I mean, I think they would blend together very nicely. Uh, and I know people are like, mm, girl, what you thinking? But honestly, like, people may make fun of Madonna now. They may um, say nasty things about her. But she's still an icon. She's still a legend. And you can't take that away from her. Um, and Tupac Shakur is a legend in his own right. He went out at the top of his game. He was gunned down, unfortunately. And just having these two very eclectic artists meet up at one point in their lives is just... It's just one of those things where the story begs to be told. And again, I don't know if... I don't know if... um, If I... If... Um, producers of a musical could even possibly get um, the rights to the music, but it would add such a it would add such a new layer to um, to the story. Even if the music that you get wasn't necessarily inspired by the relationship, um, if it was just you know, just there, I think it would be very intriguing. Um, you know, and I look at Lynn um, Manuel Miranda and what he's done with um, In the Heights, um, with, that's not based on a true story, but you, you can certainly see, I, I was reading the book, um, and you can certainly see how real life definitely influenced him and definitely made it, um, made it around and into the play. Um, but 
he really specifically did it with um, Hamilton, obviously. Um, Hamilton, in all of the events that are in there, Hamilton's affair, um, his feud with Aaron Burr. And he did it in such a way... I mean, he wrote his own music, which is great. Um, But he did it in such a way that it was... So inspiring. Like, I wish I could write my own music. I wish I could do that. That's just not one of the talents I have. Um, That being said... What I can do is write the story... Um, and, you know, figure out from there what comes next. And, you know, one of the biggest things that people, one of the biggest things that people always say is, oh, you know, you have this idea for a great book or a great script or whatever, you should just write it. It's not always that easy, um... You know, Will will joke um, about how I I can write articles and and blog posts and whatnot very fast, and I can. But it's because I have all the facts in front of me. I have all the information I need, and I can just spit it back out. Um, and my writing is a lot like the recording I do. It's usually one take. Um, obviously, I'll clean up for grammar and make sure that things make sense and whatnot. But I don't, I typically don't second guess myself. Um, With a script, especially a script um, based on real life events, you might have a little bit more um, research to do and you know obviously this is a topic that just celebrity gossip is in my soul and when I find out these little things like the Beverly McKenzie story from the um, famous soap exits episode a few a few weeks back um, when when something like that gets dug deep down into my soul I, I really put my all into it um, and yes, I, I do do a lot of research to make sure that I'm doing it properly and correctly because it's what I have to do. That's, you know, literally this is my job. Um, and I wouldn't be doing my job properly if I didn't put in the research, if I didn't put in the time and the effort to get this done correctly. Now, that's not to say... You know, like with the Beverly McKenzie story, you know, as, I, as I've been trying to research, I keep hitting brick walls where there's not a whole lot around. But that's where historical fiction comes into play. You know, the fiction part saves me. Um, and it'll be the same thing with the Madonna and Tupac book. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm almost positive Madonna will throw a shit fit 
about me writing it. Um, she may even try to sue to stop me from writing it. Um, that's why I'm going to make sure that I'm protected in every single way that I can be. Um, you know, we've talked about Melanie Benjamin, who wrote um, the girl in the pic, the girl from the pictures, or the girl in the pictures, however that title goes, and Swans of Fifth Avenue. Um, I'm sure she has some sort of disclaimer where I can say, yes, these were real people, but some of the events are made up. Or some of the dialogue is made up. Something that will twist that just just so. Um, And to make it a little bit more um, feasible. And to be honest, it's going to be a love story. So it's not as if. Either one are going to be painted in a bad light. And in fact, I love Madonna. I would never purposely paint her in a bad light. Um, And if I did, it's because she did it herself. And it's, again, based on true events. And speaking of being based on true events, it's true. I have to go and take a break and come right back. And I'm back. And so for the big story today, let's talk some Jesse Smollett. We haven't done this in a while. Um, unless you're listening to a Jesse Smollett deep dive, and then obviously you've just listened to a whole lot of Jesse Smollett talk. Um, <laughs> uh, but as the year has waned on, the case has kind of cooled a little bit, and um, with, with that has come a a, a sort of peace. Um, There's not as many twists in the story. It's kind of evening out now. I can probably start to write um, the companion book. I'm not going to. I'm going to finish the Wendy Williams book first. But, you know, again, the, the Jesse Smollett story is one that basically writes itself and given all the gossip that's come around it um there's a good chance that this is going to be one of the longer books actually so what exactly why exactly are we talking about him today um if you'll recall back in May Empire was renewed and Jesse Smollett had his option picked up and at the time, people were kind of going back and forth on whether or not he was going to be back on the show. And I said, yes, he would be. Probably in the back half of the um, in the back half of the season. And writers started reporting today from multiple production sources that. Indeed, Jamal was written into the storyline in the back half of the season. And this outraged some people who um, still believe that Jesse Smollett is guilty, despite him, uh, despite prosecutors dropping all charges against him. Um, they, their belief is that Jesse... 
um, that Jesse, you know, faked this attack and inflamed and divided the country even more. Apparently, they're mistaking Jesse Smollett for Donald Trump, but that's neither here nor there right now. Um, so, along with that, come um, not only is the country divided over whether Jesse is guilty or not, but so are the people who work on Empire. Um, the cast, which features mostly black actors, has said, mm, he's innocent, we want to work with him, we love him, he's our family. But the below-the-line crew members, who are mostly white, say, motherfucker is guilty, you know, we don't want to work with him, we don't want to... And it seems as though the below-the-line people are winning for the moment. Because Lee Daniels got on Twitter today and said, Jesse Smollett will not be returning to Empire. Now, uh, Mr. Daniels could be trying to mislead us. Empire is notoriously tight-lipped and secretive about plot lines. So, there's always a very good chance that Jesse actually is being written back into the show. Because why would you, why would you keep his option if you don't plan on using him? That's just paying him to do nothing. One of the, um, one of the reasons why they're saying that Jesse may not actually return to the show is he's still facing legal um, problems. Uh, right now, the Chicago investigation has shifted away from him and onto Kim Fox and prosecutors and why they dropped these charges. And of course, there was the big info dump a couple weeks back, or not even a couple weeks, like last week, where, you know, just... 2,000 pages of documents from this investigation came out. Um, And, you know, there's still the alleged FBI investigation as to whether or not he sent himself a a hate letter in order to get more attention on himself. The reason why I say alleged is because we don't know that the FBI is actually investigating or that any charges would ever come from this. Um, But, you know, I, I don't know, like, there, there seems to be something very sketchy about this whole thing. And, you know, one of, one of my friends actually said to me, you know, Ed, you keep saying that they wouldn't extend Jesse's option if they weren't planning on using him, but the production company is now owned by Disney, and Disney might just find it easier to pay him 
and keep him quiet rather than have have him sue them for wrongful termination. And I think that's actually a very fair point. However, I think it would be very difficult to prove wrongful termination. People are fired off of TV shows all the time. Um, and sometimes it's, uh, it's wrongfully so. Elijah Dushku is an example of this with Bull. Um, other times, it's storyline dictated. Um, like with Nicolette Sheridan in Dynasty. Although, to be honest, that wasn't really storyline dictated, but um, depending on who you believe, that's a whole other story. Like, but it, rumor is that she was actually fired for being difficult on set. Um, but they could have easily gotten rid of Jesse. They literally wrote Jamal out and put him on his honeymoon. All they have to do is say... Um, that he came back um, during a hiatus or off-screen, recorded a new album, and went out on a world tour. Boom. Thank you. You're welcome. I just wrote Jesse Smollett off for you. The fact that they um, kept the option open to bring him back tells me that they want him to come back. The production company wants him back. The cast wants him back. Hell, the network probably wants him back because the ratings tanked without him. So I'm guessing that at this point, they're going to appease the people who believe that Jesse is guilty for now, while also keeping it secret that they're planning on bringing him in and um, exercising the option to use him. Uh, And... You know, there's there's a lot of theories about what's going to happen with the Empire. But I think that they're going to go back to the storyline that really set them on fire. Um, which was Lucius being sick and having to choose between his three sons. Um, I think that would be a much, um, a much more interesting story. And soap operas, like Empire, are known for revisiting past storylines. And I think that's one that deserves revisiting to see how it plays out after we watch these characters for six years. Or conversely, it would be fun to see Lucius on trial for like murder or something and him going away for 17 years and Cookie taking over the Empire and how that affects their relationship. And speaking of affecting relationships, I am going to go before you don't want to hear me anymore. Um, Thank you all so much for listening as always. And until next time, cheers.